everybody. This is Brent. I'm Chris. That's right. Together we are Brent and Chris Talk. And we're talking. We are uh, working on getting rings, putting them together. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. Summon Captain America. Yeah, no, right. Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Somebody put a meme of uh, Magic School Bus kids that pretending that they grew up to be the people from Captain Planet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's funny. So, how was your week? Uh, the week was good. I would say, uh, as always, man, time just flies, but it was good. It was quick. I, uh, Friday was really nice. Got to take a half day. The daycare was closing because the local school was having a uh, parade for homecoming. Oh, fun. Now it was, uh, of course, raining like crazy Friday, so they didn't actually have the parade. So we didn't go to that, unfortunately, but uh, just got some quality time home with the kids mm. and... Had some fun with them this weekend doing, uh, you know, the dad thing. And yep. this is like such a cool age to hang out and, you know, play around and, you know, kind of. They're so, they're like sponges. They're learning everything. Daddy, what's this? What's this? And like, it definitely gets to a point where you're like, okay, you've asked what's this or why for like the hundredth time. But at the end of the day, I keep reminding myself like this. He really, they're asking because they want to know. It's not just to annoy you. Like, oh no, Harrison does it to annoy me. Really? Because, uh. I'll look back, and he just has this big grin on his face. Really? Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've told him, I'm not a fan of why. I'm a fan of, like, how come. Huh. Or, like, I'll tell him, ask it differently. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes he'll just go, no, why, no, why? And I look back, and he's like... <laughs> See, and I don't get that. Like, Warren looking at me, and he's going, oh... Why is that? Or what this? And like mm -hmm. he'll he'll hold the car like his thing is like cars and mechanics. So mm -hmm. he he's got these little cars that have the engine compartment will open and stuff. And he'll be like, "What's this?" And I'll be like, "That's the air intake." And then he'll say, "Oh." And then he'll go, "What's this?" And I'll say, "That's the exhaust." And he'll say, "Why? What's that do?" And then I'll tell him like, "That's what well, the air goes in and it comes mm -hmm. out the back for exhaust." And he goes, "Oh." He makes like this funny squeaky noise. <laughs> yeah, I'll get that from Harry. But he's in yours. It's in. He's coming after you though. Oh, yeah, he's honoring. He is. <laughs> hey, like I was saying earlier with the whole procrastination thing, it's like in the blood because yeah. that's such a Chris thing. It, it is. <laughs> I am so proud. I am like... You uh, should be. I love the way he's he bargains so well at two and a half. I am just... I hey, can't wait. I, I Yeah. Make him be a little world traveler. You're getting called in school like your mom did when you're like trying to negotiate. <laughs> yeah. You should go into class or why the PSAE, whatever test. And they're like, you have to take this. And you're like, why? And it's just funny because I saw a picture of Greta uh, when she was like the the first year she started her walkout. And it was just her by herself okay. in the picture. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, that was me. For the PSAE, <laughs> <laughs> you made a stand. You planted your flag one. there and it had PSAE on it. Sign. They locked me in the dean's office and did not see the light of day. I don't think that that test meant anything either. I mean, I got their funding. Made us to take it to take it, which yeah, it was the it was the product of the No Child Left Behind Bush later Bush era uh, plan. W. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, we had to take the test to decide the school's funding. The issue I had with it is that they would pull us out of our regular scheduled class. That was designed and built to help us pass the ACT, SAT, which yep. would help get us into better schools. Yep. They would take us out of those classes to yep. put us in uh, PSAE practice. Yeah, exams. I kind of remember that. And then 
to take a step farther, they incentivized it by getting out of finals and getting pizza and getting... I remember that, too. Yeah, and wow. <clears throat> I'm just saying, if you're going to incentivize kids in your school, you should incentivize them to do well for their own futures, not your funding. Yep. Because that doesn't look good. That's correct. But apparently I was the only one that saw it. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, the rest of us were, like, just sheeping along, like, no finals. We just we had no no finals and pizza. We just want to get out of this freaking yeah. school. <laughs> I never had the grades not to. I had to take my finals. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, no. I forgot I'm about need that too. We that. didn't have to take finals if we had good enough grades. Yeah. How? That doesn't seem right either. Hmm. So. Yeah. So how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. Honestly, I'm, I'm staying out of Walmart. That's my new thing. I'm shopping other stores. Yep. I'm feeling a lot better about that. Not taking your money there. Taking my money there. Good. Keeping it away from the marts of walls. That's right. And uh, yeah, I had, again, Chelsea had a terribly busy week, was working like 10-hour days every day. So I had a lot of long days with the kids during yeah. the week. And uh, we got in a really good routine of, like, waking up, going to a park, going to either, like, PetSmart or Bass Pro Shops and looking at their big aquarium they have. Yeah, that's nice. And, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So um, I start uh, I start school back up tomorrow, when this is posted today. Yeah, And uh, Jeez. Yeah, so we've really been trying to cram in as much family time as we can together. Yep, quality time. Yep, because uh, school gets busy. But... That's for sure, man. Onwards and upwards. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's uh, that's me. That was my last week of summer. And um, now we are going to uh, talk about impeachment. Yes. And I'm so excited yes. about this. It worked out kind of just matter of fact that we brought up the story yeah. last week. Right. It's amazing. We could talk about Greta, too, because we had some hometown fallout of a... Uh, Tazewell County board member saying that Greta looked like she was uh, or thought she had mongoloidism, which is just a outdated, offensive term for somebody who has Down syndrome, which Greta does not have, yeah. and uh, lots of people calling for his resignation. That's pretty shameful, that's for sure. I mean, why even to... why even waste your, even if that's what you're thinking in your head, you're that kind of person. Oh, the comment above it was absolutely appalling, but this guy's an elected official. Wow. And, um, Way to represent. It's not my my uh, not my district yeah, and right. the board, We're but I would happily help anybody from that district who wants to run uh, do their campaign. Or if you want to come on here and get your views out to all ten people who watch this, you're more than welcome. That's right. I thought it was only twelve. Depends how good the week is. This <laughs> is going to be a great episode, though, because yep. um, after what Trump did, uh, had a little phone call with President. Uh, Zelensky of yes, Ukraine, yes. Uh, it, things have taken a turn for the worse, and now uh, the House of Representatives have launched an official impeachment proceedings. Yep, yep. And uh, so we thought it's we'd happening. talk. Yeah, let's talk about impeachment. We're going to do the history and then the current story. Yeah, and try not to kill you all with too much history. No, but honestly, I didn't know anything it's about Watergate until I did all this research. There's precedent. You have to have it. Yes, and I learned, I mean, like, Clinton's thing was going on when we were kids. We weren't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. No, 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 no. No, there was that one lady, Nick News. Can't remember her name. She was great. Nick News, shout out. I don't even know if I ever watched that, to be honest with you. Fair enough. I wasn't super interested in Like, I knew things were happening and had a, a general idea. Like, my parents watch the nightly news every night sure 
yeah, so we're local that. news folks yeah for sure um so, so yeah so impeachment yeah i mean i think that this is a super timely topic something we we're going to go over anyway and um <clears throat> so the first thing obviously is we want to talk about how does impeachment work and uh the gist of it is the house of representatives the first step has a a formal vote they basically need a simple majority to improve approve an impeachment inquiry so the uh the speaker you know she basically can say that anybody can uh, call to have an impeachment proceedings yes and that's and that's the thing the process starts yeah with the member of the house of representatives yep. calling for an impeachment yep. um but and then the House Judiciary Committee yep. investigates the action of the president to see if his conduct meets any of three criteria. Yep. Those criteria being, drum roll that I'm not going to do, yep. treason. Yes, treason. Bribery. Bribery. High crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, high crimes and misdemeanors. Which is really hard to define. Super vague. Um, and even back when the uh, founding fathers were writing it, they had no definition for it. Nope. They left it that way intentionally. Now, um, if the majority of the House Judiciary Committee votes to impeach, then it moves to the entire House. Yep. And if a simple majority of simple majority votes yes, then the president is impeached in name and pretty much that alone. Because then it has to go over to the Senate, in which they will pretty much have a trial. trial. Yep, and in the Senate chamber. Now, this is... Um, just to get this out there too, this is all from Article One of the Constitution, yep. and that gives the uh, right of impeachment solely to the House of Representatives. Yeah, the House members are the ones that serve kind of as managers and conduct the trial, set it up. Yeah, they work with the Senate to arrange for it all, but the House is the one who notifies the Senate of the charges. Um, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is going to serve as the judge, preside over the, the trial in the chambers. Um, and then there's going to be attorneys, like you said, it's a trial. Attorneys yeah. on both sides for prosecution and defense. They're going to make statements, examine witnesses. And now if the Senate reaches a two-thirds majority, not a simple majority, but two-thirds, that Correct. is when the president would be actually removed from office. Correct. And on any one count of, of impeachment. Article of impeachment. Yeah, right. article, yep. Now three <clears throat> presidents have been impeached. Correct. And that would be uh, Johnson. Andrew Johnson. Mr. Richard Nixon mm -hmm. and Bill Clinton. Yep. And uh, now all of them now, were impeached. Now, may I clarify one thing? Yes. Nixon was not actually impeached. He didn't get that far. Good point. You're gonna you're gonna probably cover that yes. in your section. Yep. Didn't want to steal your thunder. Nope. It's good. But it, everyone up. thinks that he was straight up impeached. They didn't. The House was going there. Yeah. And they were in that the stuff that I kind of glazed over when I first started talking about it that you you gave better detail on. That's the stuff that, that that was going on. Yes. The preliminary. Yes. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Johnson, Nixon, Clinton, all of them were uh, impeached. Yep. For the for the overview. Yeah. Uh, but none of them were actually removed from office yep. because Nixon resigned before the House could even do anything. Finish. Yep. And there were votes on Johnson and Clinton, but it didn't actually happen. Yes, votes made it to the Senate. Yep. So, uh, you did Johnson. Yeah, I did. You know, and one interesting thing about this, too, with impeachment, it's a political process, um, a political act. It's not criminal. So, 
if you're removed from office as the president, you have not been convicted of any crime per Which se. Which goes back to the Von <clears throat> Mueller statement that yep. a sitting president cannot be They cannot indicted. be indicted, yep. Yeah. With crimes and taken to court. They have to be removed from office before that can take place. And then <clears throat> you can... Uh, yeah, <clears throat> then all bets are off. Like, yeah. you can be tried for anything. And, like, it's almost like when you're a president, you're immune, right? Yeah. So, Andrew Johnson, um, this is an interesting guy. He started off, uh, well, he didn't start off his life at just this, but, I mean, when he got his start in life, really, as an adult, he was a tailor. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was a tailor. Uh, had, like, a very popular shop and uh, <clears throat> in Tennessee. And that's where basically he, you know, they had a lot of people coming through there. It was not like a, a, it was not a bar per se, but that's where a lot of political commentary took place. And he kind of got his start. And so he uh, made a name for himself there and then uh, became like an alderman in town, became mayor, a state senator, um, and eventually became the governor of Tennessee. He never lost an election that he ran for. Um, He was a Southern Democrat that supported the union during the civil war and so because it's you know real rarity for his time and so uh, lincoln handpicked him to be his vice president for his second term or his vice president running mate for a second term uh, to balance the ticket he wanted to you know make sure he because carried south was appeased that's right yeah. carry the vote um so uh basically that you know happened uh, they won the election obviously and uh, Lincoln was inaugurated, and that's that inauguration was really where Johnson kind of set the tone poorly from the start. Um, as soon as he got up on stage, he pretty much uh, delivered nothing but a drunken ramble for uh, I don't know how long it was for sure, but I, I know that it was long enough where he had enough time to insult a lot of the different elected officials and ambassadors there to their faces. High class. That's correct. I mean, this guy literally held nothing back, and I think people were kind of astonished that this is the attack you take at the inauguration yeah it's crazy um yeah (laughs) that's great you imagine like you're elected president you go up there and deliver a deadpan like awesome you know go usa and i roll up there (laughs) my americans i just fuck that ambassador what is lincoln doing just like Pulling his top hat down. Yeah, the huge hat. Did he have it up to like cover his entire head? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I it mean, it's for turtling. You imagine there's probably a lot of people squirming in their seats. Yeah. So it sets a bad tone from the start. Uh, five weeks after that inauguration on Good Friday, Lincoln is assassinated. Yeah. So major turning point for the nation. Don't go to plays. Yeah. <laughs> That's the message here. <laughs> No, go go to plays because it's place. very important. Yes, um, support your local theaters. That is for sure. Um, so, I mean, with the assassination, uh, Johnson assumes responsibility for reunification after four years of civil war. Sure. 600,000 Americans dead. And you got 4 million or 13%, 4 million slaves or 13% of the population of the U.S. at the time that are not free. So large, there's 4 million slaves and 30, yeah, 30 million Americans. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Massive population. So, I mean, these people are now freed, but you got um, the southern states that are trying to still uh, repress, right, and uh, deny them of their rights. And so because of that, um, you know, the Congress, uh, which before the uh, 
election for president, there was midterm elections and the Republicans brought more people into Congress. So they had a majority of, of uh, House of Representatives and Senators. Um, <clears throat> when things are different with the parties. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The Republican, it's kind of like flipped in terms of the agendas. Right. Not straight, but I mean, in simple terms, I think it's fair to say that. Um, and so you, you know, Lincoln was a Republican, got assassinated. Now you have a Southern Democrat as the president. And, um, you know, this, this Johnson wanted a different approach. Yeah. You know, Lincoln wanted to be very lenient with the Southern states. Yeah. Um, you know, to be an, someone, um, not an appeaser, but someone who wanted to try to be reasonable with bringing them back into the uh, Union. And so Johnson, you know, he was much more for leniency from the South uh, to the point of his uh, vision being to return the South to their former glory. And you've got, yeah, you've got the Congress now going, whoa, screw them. Like, we won the war. It's almost like a reparations type thing to them. Like, the South's got to pay. Hmm. Um, and so... You know, basically, the Congress is passing all these uh, laws to, um, you know, uh, support rights for the, the slaves to, like, reinforce their rights uh, to provide better lives for them. Uh, but also, uh, they're passing oversight bills to kind of protect uh, things like the uh, Tenure of Office Act mm. to basically say that none of the cabinet can just be fired on a whim. Like, you have to have the Senate's approval to do that as the president. Mm. So kind of asserting their part of their authority in oh, the balance the of powers. Office. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. That's got to be annoying. Oh, well, as a president, you know, you're the one, you're the executive. So you, you, you're supposed to lead the nation. Um, but then you've got these other two entities trying to balance the power. But also that means they're asserting something over your authority, mm -hmm. you know. But does this just mean they have to approve the people or they literally can't fire him because Trump's fired tons of his? Well, so the the Tenure of Office Act is no longer uh, didn't, didn't make no longer it. law. No, no. It, it's no longer something that is a part of the way that our government functions today. But at the time, it had been passed just to basically stonewall Johnson. I mean, you think about it. It'd be like if Trump hmm. had a vice president that was a Democrat and yeah. Trump got assassinated or whatever, and now the Democrats are running, but you got the Republicans having a majority instead of, the, you know, across Congress. It'd be like that going on now, which yeah. you could see, like, the Republicans <laughs> would be trying, like, hey, we yeah. got to stop this person from doing their agenda. We want our agenda. We're the majority. Mm. So you've got that going on. And so Johnson's vetoing all these acts, these different things to, um, you nope. know. Yeah. Nope. He's... <laughs> He's basically vetoing all these uh, different acts from Congress, uh, supporting the states and slaves. He's, and then he's uh, making statements against Reconstruction um, because he wants the states to be able to still assert themselves as individual entities. Hmm. Um, he's, you know, pissing off the cabinet right and left. Um, <clears throat> and basically, uh, I don't know if taunting is the right word, but he's he's kind of acting very aggressively toward the Congress. He does not want to just show them favoritism or, or their way. So it's a good way to make friends. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you've got this guy named, uh, Edwin Stan, right? Secretary of War. Secretary of War. Uh, and so he, this guy is basically Johnson's downfall. He hate, he basically hated Stanton because Stanton tried to impede or, um, slow down what Johnson was trying to do with his agenda. He wanted to let the Lincoln agenda still progress 
as you know in, in his role and think about it at this time you got generals that are covering uh basically martial law over huge sections of the south to make sure that things are maintained and there's no other rebellions or people rising up to fight the union hmm. yeah so it's like it's hardcore locked down so you got all that going on and stanton you know he's uh He's basically entrenched. He doesn't, you know, he's not, he's not giving any on what Johnson wants. This is complicated. I'm going to skip over, over a lot of things, I think. Um, so if you really want to know all about the drama, dig into this yourself. There's some really cool uh, things we're going to link here that I use to, to educate myself on this topic. And that'll give you a lot more to <clears throat> get into the juicy tidbits. But um, there's more drama going on with Grant, you know, Ulysses yep. S. Grant, General Sherman, General Thomas. Uh, basically... Uh, with this Tenure of Office Act in place, Johnson writes a letter, sends it to Stanton, and, and, and Stanton gets a letter, and it reads, Mr. Stanton, I formally accept your resignation. What? Huh? <laughs> when did I resign? <laughs> yeah. And now so, write it. Yeah, Stanton, he basically, you know, leaves, um, you know, office and Grant steps in, you know, in, in temporarily, but Congress says, no, you can't do that. They tell Grant, you know, thanks for what you're doing, but Stanton's back. Thanks for no thanks. Yeah, they basically voted and said the president can't do that. He's back in office. And now Johnson's pissed off. Um, and there's all kinds of other stuff going on, just uh, race riots. Sure. And, like, the country's just in all kinds of turmoil. And so, basically, uh, after... Stanton's removed the first time. <clears throat> Johnson tries to go about it a different way. He goes after different people, uh, trying to get them to circumvent Johnson, accept a nomination to be Secretary of War, get that approved through Congress, and just circumvent a resignation or firing, put somebody else in place, and then automatically Stanton's out of office. So he tries to do that. It's clever. And he finally convinces, um, uh, I think it's General Thomas, uh, to go in and tell Stanton, hey, I'm now the Secretary of War. And so you got this awkward situation where you've got two Secretaries of War. People are saying that, well, I can't follow this person's, uh, you know, orders. This guy's the original one. And, you know, yeah. who, do I, who do I do what with? And so you basically had uh, Stanton do something really smart. He says, okay, Thomas, come back in an hour. I need to get my things together and get out of here. But basically, he just bought himself time to go to Congress, taking a letter that Johnson had written for Thomas to take to Stanton, saying, hey, he, this guy, Thomas, General Thomas, is now the new Secretary of War. You're out. So now there's written proof that the president is, again, breaking the law, violating the Tenure of Office Act, and Stanton sends it straight to Congress. So Congress is now like, we're going to impeach this guy for sure this time. They, they tried once. Um, it didn't stick, mainly because they didn't have all of the information put together in a way that convinced um, the judiciary, uh, not judiciary, the um, <clears throat> House of Representatives to push forward with articles of impeachment and take it to trial. Hmm. So one vote didn't go at all with the House of Representatives, the first step. Which, so that, that's where most of, most time... Attempts? Uh, yeah, thank you. Most attempts, people try to impeach a president, die on the floor of the house Down the vine. or the judiciary committee even picks it up. Yep. And that's why I'm getting my words caught up a little bit. This is, this is kind of complicated. Um, so just wait till we get to the Russian names. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so basically, you've got, and then I forgot this point, this juicy tidbit. Mm. Johnson also removes the two generals that are are over the territories down south that they're covering, um, but there's martial law. He removes the two generals and says, "Hey, South, go have at it. Do what you need to do as states." Yeah. So he's he's like going with his agenda so much. He removes a cabinet member, violates the law there, and then get you know just pushes forward, ticking everybody off with going his way and not getting Congress's approval on anything. So the combination of Johnson vetoing the statements against Reconstruction, him um, suspending Stanton and removing the two generals that were overseeing construction, basically the Congress, the second time they tried to impeach him, said that's high crimes and misdemeanors. Mm. That's what they chose as their death. They, they uh, putting those together the second time, were able to get the votes they needed to proceed with impeachment because it made sense that that qualified as high crimes and misdemeanors. And that cleared <clears throat> the House. Correct. Um, and so there were 11 articles of impeachment that were brought together, primarily focused on the Tenure of Office Act. <clears throat> Basically, it proved that General Thomas had acted as the Secretary of War while Stanton was still in office, and he had been confirmed by the Senate. Thomas had not. So... There again, Johnson said, screw you, Congress. You're not going to approve this guy at all. I'm just putting him in as my Secretary of War. Wow. So just completely circumventing the process. And Thomas, during his testimony, verified this because he had to testify. And what is he thinking? Oh, yeah. I know. What is Trump thinking? (laughs) Right? What was Nixon thinking? What was Clinton thinking? To be fair. Uh, There's so much more. Hey, Jiminy. Jiminy. He's back. So General Sherman also provided testimony because that's one of the guys that Johnson went after trying to get him to circumvent Stanton and just accept it. Basically said um, that uh, Johnson violated the act knowingly. He told right. he told Sherman that I don't care what Congress says. I don't care about the Tenure of Office Act. Isn't it fun He's doing the research to see all these <clears throat> names that yeah. are so significant? Right massively popular names and they're they're all tied up in all this crap that nobody talks about this i didn't learn about this in school at all no um this is huge he didn't either i know he's speaking (laughs) up he's so outraged at all this crap going on i mean seriously um we gotta get this johnson guy yeah um so and it's funny during all this impeachment trial johnson even tried to just stop the process by offering an alternative um, Secretary of war he went to the senate and said hey okay it's not impeachment anymore it's going to be an appleman yep we're not gonna let's just let's just stop this whole impeachment thing, guys. So what is he do? So you, I know you're serious, but I have a better idea. I got a different guy that should be Secretary of War. Forget Stanton, <laughs> forget Thomas. I like John Clofield. Okay. Put him and he was actually well liked. Like that probably would have worked if he would have followed the right process and for confirmation and all that, you know, to try to get Stanton out because he hated Stanton for some reason. Like yeah. he, from day one wanted Stanton gone. Um <clears throat> I talked to my dad about this a little bit. Yeah. My dad said that that Lincoln would say nice things about Stanton, but after like Stanton, after Lincoln had died, Stanton didn't say yeah. the nicest things about Lincoln either. No, no, no. And that's just it. I, it. So Johnson just went after Stanton. Sure. Like one important thing to note is Johnson, he tried during this whole trial to even say that there's a loophole saying, well, Stanton, I didn't bring him to my cabinet. Right. He was at Lincoln's. He's just. But remnants. The freaking Senate said, well, you can't, you left him in office for like several, nine, ten weeks, and now you don't want him? You should have just got rid of him from the start, <clears throat> right? He tried to say there's a loophole in the law. And this is why presidents promise so much on day one. Yep, because they don't understand the law. I don't know. 
No, it's true though. Really, like, think about all the stuff you can promise, and when you figure out that you can't do it because you can't just do, do it. it. Yeah, right. executive orders are only so powerful, and they do get defeated and put down. Like, I think it's important. And to know. that's that's what's sad about our. <clears throat> sorry, getting off. No, you're fine. But that's the sad about today is like we depend on the the courts to yeah. solve these issues because we can't get a Congress that can talk. And it's so much is tied up. Like, takes forever to get it done. Takes forever to it's get crazy. it done. Like, uh, so John, the way government's supposed to work. Yeah, I know. And so Johnson, um, basically, he uh, he was impeached, but not removed from office. Yeah, died in the Senate. Yep, it did die in the Senate, and more or less. Like, he was, he was in, uh, they did get him for... What was the percentage in the... Well, it was 35 people wanted to impeach 19 that did not want to impeach okay and so basically by one vote he avoided being removed from office because you need simple majority in the house but two-thirds to be removed yep. in the senate yep so one vote i know talk about just incredible luck on his part to get to stay in office but it's just how is the rest of that term yeah talk about rough i don't even remember how long it took but it took a while for this to proceed i mean it was there is a lot that I am skipping, and you know the guy that was trying it for the government, he was not the most eloquent, um, and there were people. He was apparently not the most attractive gentleman either. The people were like slandering him in the press, and like this just this whole thing was just messy, like just messy. Um, so if you want to read something that just you're like, what the hell? Like this reads like the kind of crap you see on TV today. Check it out. Read into it more. It is pretty interesting, to be honest with you. Um, and yeah, I'll, in the sources. Yeah, I'll post. Uh, I'll post a uh, video that from the National Park Service that was in particular the most important, I think, with my research and helped me along with that. Park Service. Yep. Awesome. Talk about getting it from the source. Hmm. Uh, so going to Nixon. Ah yes. I'm not a crook. Oh god, that was actually pretty good. Thanks. I watched it several times. Oh man. Oh, oh my god, interviews. did you watch his resignation speech? Yeah, of course. Isn't that great? Yeah. I am not a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Jimmy did good too. Yeah, man. So uh to set the scene, nineteen seventy one, the Pentagon papers were released. Yep. And this was pretty much through a pretty sure um Freedom of Information Act. But basically this was showing that the number of troops in Vietnam were not what the previous presidents had said they were. Leaks. Yeah. 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 And um, so Johnson, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, uh, would tell the American people on a public address, Vietnam is the first war that was televised. Yep. And um, the government found it increasingly like live action. hard. Yeah, exactly. The government found it increasingly hard to keep the public sentiment going for it, so they would do things like lie about the number of troops being sent over. Yep. And uh, one of the ones I remember from history class was Lyndon B. Johnson said, 5,000 Americans are going. It was 15,000. I mean, that's that's a lot of people. Yep. Those are sons and daughters. Yep. And uh, From the start, too. So Nixon <clears throat> had a... Uh, Again, you're right. Uh, the leaks made Nixon's administration very um, nervous, if you will. So Paranoid. Paranoid, better word. So this, they formed a group called the White House Plumbers. Yep. And that was to stop, stop leaks. Leak. Yeah, it was kind of a joke. Stop leaks. <laughs> and so there was John Ehrlichman, a Nixon advisor. He kind of headed it. Yep, he was like the head advisor. And he got former CIA agent E. Howard Hunt. Yep. And former FBI agent Guy Gordon Liddy. Yep. I'm not sure if I'm saying Guy right, but we're going with it. 
And uh, now what they did is compiled a Nixon's enemy list. Yep. And it had politicians on there. It had uh, Hollywood actors and journalists on there. Sounds kind of similar to the people Trump goes after. Yeah, sure. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, it, it was anyone that they feared could hurt Nixon's reelection bid. Yes. So they harassed these people by suppress them, tax audits, yeah, legal actions, and other things. Yep. Companies that they owned, everything they possibly could do to hurt these people. Yeah. And uh, now, prior to seven two election, we get the CRP, the Committee to Reelect the yeah. President. I've heard that it was called Creep. I like that I better. May, that may be wrong, but I've heard that it was called Creep. There's a bunch of creeps. That's awesome. So the CRP, CREP, whatever, was uh, formed, and it was chaired by the freshly resigned Attorney General John Mitchell. Yep. Now the CPR had a slush fund, if you will, to gather information on their Democratic rivals. Yep. And uh, this included breaking into the DNC National DNC headquarters yep. in the Watergate Hotel. Yep. They so, seriously paid for these guys to break into a hotel. Not once, but twice. Yep. And the second time, yep. it was on June seventeenth, nineteen seventy-two. The burglars were arrested. Yep. Remember that five of them. Yep. Remember that scene in Forrest Gump where he's in the in a hotel and he's like he's like on the phone. <laughs> yeah, there's these guys. I see all these lights and things going on down there. That was just awesome. That's great. They yeah. brought it in there. It's great to go so back to five watch old movies. I know. Mm-hmm. So these five idiots went in there and got caught the second time. Yep. Because the the DNC knew they had broken in the first time and they kind of like trap i think if you will uh the second well, they were recording time. i heard i read you know like they were spying on these this whole operation like yes. anything they could do to dig up the stuff that was going on from the source so um now the five of them got linked to hunt yep he went by an alias too like he he lied to the police yeah the, and they caught him yeah so uh hunt gets linked to these five people and nixon had his chief of staff bob yep. halderman, halderman instruct the cia yep. to block the fbi the, yep because there was an there was a rule between the fbi and the cia that basically said hey if anything is gonna step on each other's toes you can call a halt to it sure so he tried doing that and um because the fbi yes was like, there's actually a tape of uh, Nixon, when you know all the recordings came out during the Watergate investigation, uh, there's a tape of him saying, "Just have Haldeman stories. Tell him to stay the hell out of it." Yeah, yeah, that's good too. Man. Yeah, Again, we're gonna be Nixon. Yeah, right. Halloween. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the Washington Post journalist uh, Bob Woodward yep. and Carl Bernstein. Uh, Bernstein, yes. Now, with the help of Deep Throat, who was later revealed to be Mark Felt. Talk about a code name. Yeah, Deep Throat. He was the former deputy director at the FBI. Dang. Now, he uh, linked Hunt. uh, He reported on... Okay, so these two, Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein. Yep. uh, They reported on Hunt's connection and helped implicate the Justice Department, the FBI, the CIA, and the White House in the Watergate break-in. A lot. It was a lot. It's a web. So 1972, Hunt and Liddy were indicted, but that was pretty much it as far as nothing happened besides they got indicted that year. And Nixon was pretty much reelected in a pretty big landslide. Right. In 72. He had high, like, 60 approval ratings. Now, uh... The trial for Liddy and Hunt began in 73, and that's when several high-level Nixon officials were implicated. Yep. And um, 
his his approval rating starts to just. Well, they literally had press conferences where I think Nixon or someone of the administration came out and said, uh, "Any anybody, I will not protect anybody uh, that's part of this administration. Right. Uh, nobody's above the law, basically." Yeah. Now, uh, mid nineteen seventy three, the official investigation starts with Special Prosecutor Archibald Cox. Love that great name, Archibald. Archibald. Uh, and he proved the connection to the burg burglary to yep. the White House and the CRP. Yep, committee to reelect the president. And so, CRP they traced it through the money. Yes, and because the yes slush fund, like you said, right. Now the tapes were uncovered. And uh, Nixon... Yeah, all the recordings in the White House, Oval Office. And Nixon claimed executive privilege, has this nice uh, thing where he says, the very stake of the presidency and his ability to have oh, conversations yeah. are at stake. Yep. Also he sounds very similar. Literally recorded everything he possibly said, uh, including telling people how to perjure themselves to yeah. avoid getting caught in this. Yeah. But he tried to claim executive privilege. So then there was the Saturday Massacre. Okay. And this is where Nixon fired his attorney general, the deputy attorney general, and Cox. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Saturday. Yeah. You guys! Trying to stop it. Yeah, right. And so that was, I guess, that I should say was the big yeah. turning point. Yep, that's when he went nuclear. Yes. And... Um, Nixon confirmed, uh, March 74 tapes were released where Nixon confirmed to know uh, about the break-in. And August 8th, 1974, he resigns. Yep. And who takes his place? Because it wasn't his VP, because Spiro Agnew, Spiro Agnew, yep. uh, was already gone too. Yep. But it was Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. And what did Gerald Ford do one month later? Pardoned him. Pardoned him. You know what happened? So... Right before Nixon resigned, he's freaking the hell out, right? He's in the White House, Oval Office, pacing back and forth, sweating his ass off, like, oh, what am I going to do? Ford walks in, and he's like, hey, let's go to the bathroom. So they go into the bathroom, there's two urinals there, and they go stand next to one there. And Ford leans over while he's taking a piss, and he goes, hey, if you make me president, I'll pardon you. And Nixon goes, you could do that? And Ford goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Wow. I made that all up, but that's what I think happened. And then they cross streams to make yeah. it official. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're not going to have any sources for that. No, no <laughs> sources for that. And I may be in trouble for saying that. But anyways. Good story. Uh, that's all I have on the Nixon impeachment. Yeah. Which I, I Good enough. a lot on that. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of details there, too. There's a lot of nitty-gritty. Yeah, now, uh, now we have Clinton. Yep. Now Clinton, gosh, this is a, this was another interesting one. Yeah. Clinton's troubles start really in 1978. Uh, 78, 92, he had this whitewater development deal, which he got involved with some bad characters. Yep. And uh, basically, Clintons didn't have any money, and they got involved with this shady character to try to make some money. Yep. And um. Yeah, it's it kind of starts also. The other thing that's going on... That makes it murky. That makes it murky. So that, that has nothing to do with the impeachment things. Yeah. So, um... This makes some murky, like, character flaws there kind of thing. Yeah. Now, Paula Jones is a lady who uh, brought charges of sexual assault against Clinton. I believe it was 92. And, but it um, wasn't from when he was president. No, this is when he's governor in Arkansas. Yeah. Clinton actually had this really big speech... So 
at a Democratic Leadership Committee went really, really well, and he went back to his hotel, mm-hmm. and then he decided to have Paula Jones come up. Ah. And according to Paula Jones, she gets up to the hotel, he, he exposes himself to her and asks her to kiss it. Yeah. And she, like, flees the room. And she, if, man, if you watch her tape, she is, like, she's seems like just a sweet southern lady. Like, That's a shame. It too. Yeah. And, um... Hmm. Now, yeah, terrible. Uh, other things are going on, and basically you have a uh, guy named Kenneth Starr appointed as yep. a special prosecutor, yep. and he is originally appointed to investigate the Whitewater development deal. Correct. But... It doesn't really uncover anything. Right. They can't directly connect the Clintons to any wrongdoing there. And it's been dug up, like, deeply. And so then it moves to Travelgate, which Travelgate was had to do with a uh, travel agency the Clintons ran in Alabama. They, I guess, fired the travel people in the White House and replaced them with their own people. And, and I'm pretty sure they had to undo that. But that was it. That was Travelgate. Okay. And then came Filegate, in which the Clintons were supposed to have erased information that would have connected them to Whitewater. But there was, again, nothing there. Nothing to stick. And it was three years. Oh, yeah. $30 million. Yeah, Ken Starr, at the end of all this, said he would have done it for free. No joke. I know. And this Ken Starr, I guess, was in line, or a lot of people believed, that he was going to be a uh, Supreme Court Oh, uh, justice. Yeah, and a lot of people think he just had an agenda. Like he wanted to take down Clinton. That was his goal. I'm not surprised. I mean, a lot of people in politics do have agendas on both sides. So again, separately, we have the Paula Jones things going on. Yep, and that's a private matter. Stars kind of striking out, but he asked Clinton about the Paula Jones thing in the way of asking, "Have you ever had oh a uh, affair or something like that while yeah. being president?" Which yeah. he says no. So now under let's oath. talk about under oath. And now let's talk about Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky, who was an aide, and Clinton didn't have a Democratic Congress, and uh, at first, and so the well, anyways, the Republicans shut down. Oh yeah, the government got shut down. Government got yep. shut down. We'll go with that. Yep, that's what I know. And um, because it was shut down, the White House was working on a very limited staff, and one of those limited staff members was Monica Lewinsky, whose yep. job was to bring pizza to the West Wing. And <clears throat> basically, her and Bill Clinton get uh, some time alone together. Yep. Inappropriate things happen between the boss and the intern. Yep. And Monica, it, I was listening to the tapes. So, Monica has a friend there named Linda Tripp. Linda Tripp is a higher-up person, a little bit older, but friends with Monica. Monica starts talking about her fling with Bill to her. Linda decides to record it all. Yeah. And so, Linda Tripp has all these recordings of Monica Lewinsky talking about stuff with Bill. Yep. And she then, Linda Tripp takes her recordings and gets them to kind of start. Yep. And that basically was like his last ditch effort to find something. And they Dig impeach it. him for lying. Under oath. Under oath <clears throat> about having relationships. relationships. So, and really, nothing like violating a law. And click like in that regard, like not like going after anybody, doing anything evil. Like he's, he's hurting himself personally. Yes, exactly. Just to be clear. 
Exactly. <clears throat> and so Clinton gets impeached by the House, and yep. it moves to the Senate, Senate and uh, they only get 45%. Yep. So not even close to the what Ruben Johnson was. Yeah. yeah. And um, Because it was personal. I truly believe that his, public sentiment wasn't with it. Public sentiment wasn't with it. It was three years long. And it, it like so I'd like to compare it to the Mueller investigation and yeah. note that the Mueller investigation stayed very much in a realm. Sure. It did not jump from <clears throat> anything. Like, it's not like they looked at the... It's not like he looked at the Stormy Daniels thing to find out that was campaign violations. Correct. There was nothing other than trying to figure out there was connections with the Russian... Russian yes, and the obstruction stuff came in because it had to do with Comey and... Uh, right, there were other things under co uncovered. The McGann guy. And they got, yep, Don McGann. Don McGann. Counsel. Which I think that's the best count of obstruction. Don yeah. McGann under O says, he asked me to do crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I'm not surprised though. It feels like Trump's probably the kind of president who who says like all this illegal shit, and it's okay. What of that can I actually do? <clears throat> like, I'm being honest. I I know. <clears throat> I am. And Clinton again actually gained seats in his Congress after uh, after the thing. His uh, approval ratings went up during it. Yep. It was just. Yeah, people saw him as a victim because, like, at the end, like I said, it's a personal matter. Like, people yep. should have felt bad for Hillary and his family. Yep. And, again, Chelsea. a lot of people can't even... A lot of people argue that it was an impeachable offense. It how did High crimes and misdemeanors. How right? did that meet high crimes or misdemeanors? He didn't commit treason, right? He didn't it commit bribery. bribery. So it's a, it's got to be a high crime or misdemeanor. And they, they, they said that lying under oath was the high crime or misdemeanor. So that that is reaching, and yeah, technically it is correct, but definitely not going to remove the guy from office for that. And somehow it was still forty five percent. He's and still I, a super popular president. It's really interesting just doing the <clears throat> research of Congress and how they've changed over time. Like uh, we have a guy who used to be the majority leader, whatever, uh, Bob Michael, mm. and um, I was just reading about him in kind of relation to the story, and he was known for like working across the aisle. He would like go out to golf or go to card games with Democrats and he would work with them and it was Newt Gingrich that like called him out and said that he was too soft on the Democrats and stuff like that. Of course Newt did. Yeah, Newt was just This is the guy. Impressive. Newt Gingrich is the guy who was saying he's preparing himself to become president during the, the impeachment trial. Yeah, right. Right. I... It was sick. So, yep. that's, that's Clinton's thing. Brings us to today. And yes, again, why we probably have done this show is yep. Trump. Yep. And everyone's screaming impeach the president. They have for a long time, right? You've had some what I would I would call fairly rogue Democrats calling for impeachment for a long time now. That yeah. started a long time ago when when yeah. things were not really close to where they are today. When things were happening, we we're like, yeah, this is exactly what we expected, but it's not like off the freaking rails. But slowly that train has started jumping the track. More and more cars were just flying off. Yeah, I was going to say this statistic to the end, but according to The Hill, 60% of Americans think uh, tr what Trump did in his conversation with the Ukrainian president was troubling. Correct. It is troubling. Like, I mean, if you think about it, anybody else, Clinton, if she would have gotten elected president and she would have done this, do you think for one second the Republicans would not think the same thing? Yeah. I mean, seriously. I don't, I'm not trying to play sides with this. This is alarming. To, like, call off aid? Like, oh, let's get into it. So the details. Call with the president of Ukraine. So well, I'll get to some of the transcript. Let's do a quick overview of the timeline we're working with here. Yeah. Um, July 25th. Yep. Trump speaks 
to Ukraine leader in a 30-minute phone call. Yep. Uh, August 28th, there is about $400 million of aid frozen. Yep, on Trump's order. That Congress doesn't know why it was frozen. And uh, September 1st, Pence has a meeting with the president of Ukraine, which is Zelensky. Yep. And September 9th, Congress learns of a whistleblower complaint about the call. But it's blocked by the Trump administration from viewing it directly. Yep. September 11th. Executive privilege, right? Right. September 11th, military aid for Ukraine is cleared uh, and released by the Department of State and the Pentagon. Yep. September 19th. Sorry on the dates, guys. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff, but it's timeline's important. Yeah, September 19th, Giuliani on CNN admits he has talked to the Ukrainian officials about Biden. Yep. September 23rd, Trump confirms that he withheld aid from Ukraine, citing concerns about corruption. Right. But then on the sep- next day, September 24th, Trump claims the aid was withheld, so other countries would pay more. Right, leverage to get them to pay more. Which was referenced in the transcript of the call. Does he it, did say that he wanted other countries to pay more. Does not reference that is why the aid is frozen. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I'm just saying, like, right. that did come up. Now, uh, do we? let's do the whistleblower complaint. Yeah. Okay. What's the, the problem with this call? The we think it's an ex CIA officer, yeah. and this story Rumors. has changed so much. Yeah, that's rumor. We don't know for sure. So it accuses Trump of using the power of his office to solicit interference in the 2020 election. Yep. Uh, characterized uh, characterized the president's actions as serious, flagrant problem. Yep. Which is important because of something I'll get to later. Yeah. Uh, he claims from. Several senior White House officials had intervened uh, from several sources. He heard that senior White House officials had intervened to lock down all of the records of the call, particularly the official word-for-word transcript. Yep, on a secured server. As of today, uh, we're recording on the 29th of September, 2019, the official transcript has not been released. Correct. We've only gotten notes. Of what people were called. Which we'll read about that. We'll read some of that. So, the whistleblower says details of the call were stored in a standalone computer system reserved for code-level intelligence information, such as uh, covert action. Right. He added that officials said it was not the first time the Trump administration um, had placed presidential transcripts into that system solely for protecting politically sensitive material rather than national security info in which the server is That's in- intended, yeah. So uh, the whistleblower also is very clear in saying that he was not a direct witness, but found multiple half a dozen officials with stories and fact patterns that were consistent. Yep. So there is this disclosure of urgent concern form, and that's why it's important the way he classified the classified document. it yeah so the problem pushback from trump and i'm gonna go ahead and throw this bone the one shady thing is prior to august 2019 the rules for whistleblower uh complaints yep. in the intelligence community was that it had to be a first-hand account account yep. of the whatever you were seeing thing. Yeah. so in august of this year they yep. change it to a can be Congress, secondhand. Right. Congress, yes, Congress changes it. A technically the House. 
So Democrats the, change it so they can have secondhand accounts become whistleblower complaints. Change it on August 19th. It's the Intelligence Community Whistleblower Act, if you want to look it up. So that happened on the 19th, and then this call happened when? The call happened Well, the first one July was the 25th. 25th. Yeah. So there you go, boom. Like, before, like, right around when this is all happening. I know. Super convenient. And it, it, I hate to say it, that doesn't look good for the Democrats, is if they would have had some insider knowledge to this. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I'd say that doesn't look good on the No. Very coincidental. So, uh, mm. let's see. Now, Trump has made unfounded claims. Right. That President Biden. By VP Biden. Yep. Yes, yeah, sorry. Vice gotcha. President Biden uh, pressed for the removal of a Ukrainian prosecutor. And this guy's name was Victor Shokin. Yep. And he wanted... Shokin removed to protect a business, uh, Burisma Holdings, yep. that uh, His Joe son. Biden's son worked at. Yep. And um, the prosecutor, again, was removed for corruption. Yep. And money was withheld by Biden during negotiations to get that guy kicked out. Uh, from what I read, no. He literally, he says uh, at... I don't know if it was Congress or where he said it at, but he makes a threat publicly on the record that says if they do not move um, Shokin, that the money we've promised them will not be guaranteed. And okay. supposedly he's removed an hour later. Okay, I'll buy that. But there were a number of Western bodies, including the EU, that pushed for him, pushed for Shokin to go. Right. Biden was not alone in this. Because the guy was corrupt. They the, had to get him out. He was soft on corruption. So, and Shokin was doing a investigation into Burisma Holdings, where Joe Biden's son did work at. Mm -hmm. But when Shokin was replaced, um, the the investigation continued for another 10 months. Right. I've heard some people push back and say that the guy they put in charge wasn't qualified, but... Yeah, but the investigation wasn't even... It was into the company. It wasn't into Biden's son. It was not into Biden's <clears throat> son at all. It was into corruption at Burisma Holdings. Mm -hmm. um, so Biden did, again, Joe Biden did issue an ultimatum to Ukrainian president to dismiss Shokin or lose U.S. loan guarantees. And there you go. Shortly thereafter released. So that's been, that had been misconstrued. Yes. A BBC <clears throat> interview with, a, uh, with Ukraine's foreign prime minister, he was prime minister at the time of this, he said the sacking uh, was only for corruption and said that all Western powers were pushing for it. Yep. So again, this is not like a personal favor, which Trump is accused of having like a quid pro quo. What the White House released implied quid a quid pro quo and he asked for a favor outright. Yes. Yes, uh, and yeah, no, you're right. Continue. Well, well, I'll read it. Uh, Shokin was replaced. Successor continued the investigation ten months. Yep. Um, and and there was no wrongdoing by the by Biden's ever uncovered or whatever. Correct. Um, there's nothing to it. And the House Intelligence Committee has subpoenaed Mike Pompeo. Yep. Because he's in the middle of all this. A lot of them are in the middle of this. And that's the that's. <clears throat> That's the general overview, and that gets us to some of the problems with this, because first off and foremost, I have to get this out there, Rudy Giuliani does not work for our government. Nope. He works for personal Donald Trump. President. He is a personal, a personal lawyer, attorney. and <clears throat> it's crazy because he's talking to Ukrainian officials. Yeah, as for the president, trying to get the dirt. I and read to it. Uh, I read the transcript. And um, 
from the one that was released, the phone call. I also read the whistleblower's complaint too. Was the transcript released? Or Not you're the talking... official. Are oh, you talking about the notes? The notes. Okay. Yes. yes. From that. And uh, it says, uh, one other thing that from the whistleblower, this is from the whistleblower complaint. It says, during the same timeline, multiple U.S. officials told me that the Ukrainian leadership was led to believe a meeting or phone call between the president and President Zelensky would depend on whether Zelensky showed willingness to, quote, play ball, end quote, on issues that had been publicly aired by Mr. Lutsenko and Mr. Giuliani. And that's the whole thing where we've talked about some Ukrainian people had hinted that that had been done, but maybe may have been walked back since then. Right. And uh, gosh, there's so much to unpack in this. Um, the big issue with Rudy Giuliani being involved at all is because Ukraine and America have a MLAT. Okay. Which a is lateral, multilateral agreement. Yeah. Mutual Legal Assistance Treaty. Yeah. And basically, we have the channels in place. If President Trump really believed that there was wrongdoing done, <clears throat> there are channels in place that have this investigated. And it does not involve his private, personal lawyer that he can claim either executive privilege or client attorney privilege with. Like, we do not know what Giuliani is saying to these officials on behalf of our president. And that is troublesome. Yep, that's correct. Um, a lot of people are saying that this is just getting pinned on Giuliani. Sure. But... Kind of dug himself a hole, though. Yeah. Can I read you some of the phone call transcript? And again, this is not the official. This is notes. Like, we don't have the official transcript. Yep. Uh, this is from President Trump. Uh... I will say that we do a lot for Ukraine. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time, much more than European countries are doing, and they should be helping more than they are. And he goes on to say, Germany does almost nothing for you. All they do is talk. I think it's something that you should really ask them about. When I was speaking to Angela Merkel, she talks about Ukraine, but she doesn't do anything. A lot of the European countries are the same way, so I think it's something you want to look at. But the United States has a very, has been very, very good to Ukraine. I wouldn't say that it's reciprocal, necessarily, because mm -hmm. things are happening that are not good. But the United States has been very good to Ukraine. Um, and I don't know. I don't like the way that sounds, even starting. Honestly, you can read it however you want. But the problem is, is I don't think it. I don't think that things like this should be so suspect, right? Like, you can mince words however you want, but you shouldn't be dancing around crap and like say what you mean. You know what I mean? And this is where Trump asked for the favor. Yeah. Trump says, "I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot, and Ukraine knows a lot about it." I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. And then it's ellipsis. We don't know what else he says about that. Yep. Um, I guess you have one of your wealthy people, ellipsis, the server, comma. They say you have one. Oh, they say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like to have the attorney general call uh, call you or your people, and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. 
As you saw yesterday, that whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller. <laughs> an incompetent performance. But they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it if that's possible. Hmm. So, um, <laughs> he says, this is Zelensky now, the president of Ukraine. I would also like to hope to see, uh, he's talking about the new... Ukraine recalled their ambassador, they're replacing a new one, and he says, I would like, uh, I would also like and hope to see him having your trust and your confidence and have a personal relations with you so we can cooperate even more so. I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani yesterday, and we are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to Ukraine, and we will meet once he comes to Ukraine. Hmm. I just wanted to assure you once again that you have nobody but friends around us. I will make sure that I surround myself with the best and most experienced people. Why is Giuliani talking to the president of Ukraine or the officials? What is he saying? What's in, in, why is he in the middle of all this? So now, remember the prosecutor's name, Stolkin? We talked yeah. about him. I This is President Trump. I heard you had a prosecutor that was very good and was shut down, and that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that, the way they shut your very good prosecutor down, and you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was the mayor of New York City, a great mayor, and I would like him... Uh, I would like him to call you. I will ask him to call you along with the Attorney General. Rudy very much knows what's happening. What does that mean? Rudy very much knows what's happening? I've never been led to believe that. Well, okay, so, else, right? Yeah, Rudy very much knows what's happening, and he is a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador of the United States, the woman was bad. Um, talks about her for a minute. Of course you did. He says... Um, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution. Oh, uh, that Biden, oops, sorry, prosecution. And a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, ellipsis, it sounds horrible to me. And Zelensky says, this is what I think is really damning, too. Zelensky uh, says, the next prosecutor general will be 100% my person, my candidate, who will be approved by the parliament and will start a new, uh, and will start as new prosecutor in September. He or she will look into the situation, specifically the company that you mentioned in this issue. Is he talking about crowd strike? Is he talking about... We'll never know that piece of it. Burisma Holdings? Mm -hmm. I That's what I don't understand. And this is how he ends... I believe this is how he ends it, or somewhere in there. I would like to tell you... This is Zelensky, president of Ukraine. I would like to tell you that I also have quite a few Ukrainian friends that live in the United States. Actually, last time I traveled to the United States, I stayed in New York, near Central Park. And I strayed at the... Trump Hotel. Oh man, you didn't stay at the Hampton Inn. So for all of the emoluments clause violations going through the I think second and fourth district courts in DC, they just got a bunch of fun things to investigate now too. Um, again, I think 
if I had to give you my wager. I think he's going to get impeached by the House, yeah. and I think it dies in the Senate. Down the vine. Yeah, it'll only get so far, mainly from the fact that it will be a partisan thing. And so, yeah. sorry. No, go ahead. Will it go like Nixon in He'll the never resign. I agree. I agree. He'll never resign. But do you I... think he will... Do you think he will lose support? I don't see. I, th- I kind of don't. I don't either. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think he's a. I don't think this is a Clinton situation. I do not see Trump gaining support on this. No, I think he'll come out about the same as he is now. I don't think it'll hurt him that much because his base is pretty well set. Unless something came out of the investigation that was just literally a smoking gun. And I, I think a lot of this is technical. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's going to depend on who believes what. And that's why I don't think we get a conviction or a. That, is it a conviction? Uh, on the articles of, comp- of impeachment? I don't Whatever think he'll get removed it's a, from office. Correct. Whoever, yeah. However, the voting is, is termed, he'll never get enough votes to remove him from office. So, fun things I've heard, no verification. Uh, Flake said that if the vote was held in private, he knew 30 Republicans who would vote for him to be impeached. What? Cowards. I don't know if that's true. I'm just. It was one of those. Clickbaits that you just want to hope that you're like that's not even possible. Like if these people really felt that way, they should not be supporting the guy. I mean, come on. And that's what I have. They're I scared. struggle with the he's most. He's got. He's. I mean, Trump is the Republican Party now. We've talked about it. Yep, I agree with you. It's bad news bears. So we'll see how it plays out. I mean, it'll be really interesting. What are your uh, What are your thoughts? Any wagers? Oh, if I had to bet anything on it, I would just say that. The House will come up with some articles of impeachment. I don't know how many, to be honest, based that, on this whole thing. That's what I think is going to be interesting. They'll I have, really hope they rope in obstruction of justice. They'll probably have several there, but I don't know how far they can take. It depends on if it goes like Johnson, if they try to bring in different, multiple different angles on it. If they're smart, they'll try to come up with, with as much as they can that is reasonable, right? That is based in fact. I don't want them going after him in like, a fool's errand. I guess errand. that was my point. Like, Ken Starr went too long and dallied and got oh, a yeah. different thing. Like, yeah. But look at the result. It'll be the same thing. Like that's... if there was ever a chance to get this is one where he could be removed from office if they could prove something, right? That was illegally done. I don't think so. And even even when they can, like with Johnson, sorry. Nope. Um yeah. even with Johnson, when he did violate the law twice, they still had one vote. By one vote, could not get him out of office. Right. So he will never be removed from office. So, yeah, my bet is the House will have multiple articles of impeachment. It'll go to trial. Hopefully it's a fairly brief trial because he's going to be out of office anyway soon from the election anyway, I hope. And um, he will not be removed from office. He'll see out his term, and then the next president will come in. That's my, my thought. Can I, like, throw the one in a million odds? Go for it. I think he uses this as a way to replace Mike Pence. How? He was doing that public talk, and he's like, you should look at Pence's phone calls. He, like, wrote Pence in into this out of nowhere. Oh, see, I haven't heard that one yet. That's funny. Oh, yeah. That was out of Trump's mouth. Wow. Like, They're going to look at these. They should look at Pence's phone calls with him, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pence was at home with Mother, like, what? <laughs> and uh, spit out his mayonnaise. Wow. And um, so I... I I think Trump would do much better if he ran with Nikki Haley. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's she's solid. Man, she'd be a, oh, such an idiot to try to run with him, though. 
if she ran with somebody career. else, yeah, she could definitely be a VP or president. I mean, <clears> I just, you have to think of it like this. Like, so, tra- I mean, I know it's not always the case, but traditionally, the incumbent's VP takes the nomination if he has a second term. That means Pence. Don't we have over Pence? You would think that. The other thing I think is one in a million chance. Let's just dream big here, Democrats and fellow people who don't like Trump. If we get Trump impeached and we can prove that Pence had something to do with it, that his attorney general had something to do with it, you know who the next person in line is? Speaker of the House. We could end up with a President Pelosi. That, <laughs> that would dig people that, off. There's your one in a million odds. <laughs> I know, of but that actually happening. So again, things we didn't talk I don't know about, if I would like, like that necessarily, but <laughs> some of the problems they're going to talk about in this whole trial is when the inspector general got the complaint, he didn't take it immediately. Yep, he to... went to. He thought it'd be under executive privilege, so he took it to the White House. And the White House is in. I know. And so I, I think, think he really had to. In that. I don't necessarily disagree with that one. I see. I I think it's questionable because they're implicated. Who was he going to take it to, though? It's. I don't think he had to take it to them. Who was he going to take it to, though? To the which call it? I'm the just... committee that he wouldn't. Yes, the Intelligence Community Whistleblower Act uh, lays out the groundwork for what he's supposed to do, and I don't think that included taking it to the White House counsels, especially since they're the ones who possibly put it into. A secure oh, server. Yeah, I I get what it's you're like saying. We're letting there. the people that are implicated decide whether or not it was a viable complaint. I'm not saying you're wrong there. I think that I don't think he was wrong in justifying his action in that he he and I think right they did do what he said with holding it as an executive privilege type yeah. item. So I mean that whole thing, I think because I think he would have broken the law if he would have just released it somehow like they could have gone after him for that i'm not totally sure on that i'm just saying i think yeah i'm not gonna get hung up on it i just think that that i see this going like, more minor my main belief in this is it goes one of three ways we either get bribery because he's asking ukrainians to do favors he held back aid and and i've seen reports that say ukrainian officials don't didn't know the aid was even frozen i think that's bs because we don't know what giuliani had said to them we didn't and i i i there's a lot of meetings that happen that we don't know what went down in those meetings. So I don't think it's fair to say what they knew and what they didn't know on both sides, generally, right now. Yeah. I think we need to get the whistleblower to come forward. Yep. I think he needs to drop names. Investigation so get, needs to happen. Get those people to come forward. Yeah. I think we're in really dangerous territory, though, with the way that whistleblower act is set up right now. Yeah. I mean, if it's secondhand accounts, it could be anybody. I know, and I, I don't necessarily love that either. I know. That you doesn't know. sit good with me. No. So... I. The investigation like is going to be critical with understanding what's going on. And, I mean, people sit there and say, why investigate this? He did nothing wrong. Like, look at those transcripts. And, like, it, I could, I totally, when I read the notes, and, again, this is not the official transcript of what exactly verbatim was said. This is just people's recollections and their notations compiled into a document that was classified, that they declassified after they took out some tidbits here and there. Okay, I read that article, too. That, uh... ABC, Fox, all these people took out yep. words from the transcript and put them back to back. You can get the transcript, people, okay? I don't I don't think that's on them. Like, they have a five, ten minute take on the news thing. They're going to make it interesting. Yeah. Like, if you feel affronted that you're not getting a good story, <gasps> look it up for yourself. Sure. That's what we do. 
<laughs> and I'm going to get on a high horse about that because it's important that you know. And I think it's unfair to say they left out information in something you were clearly able to go research yourself. Mm-hmm. Got it out there. Go, Fox did it too. That's that's my other go-to. It wasn't just the, the, the liberal-leaning ones. Yeah. Fox did it. They wanted to make a story out of it too. So I think that's interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I, th I think this goes down. I, I think it goes down either for the bribery or they're going to do high crimes and misdemeanors and just say that uh, what they did by storing it on the servers was an illegal. That I think that it classifies as obstruction. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think they're, they're going to try to go after the cover-up type thing and then they're going to go after... It'll be, I think, more high crimes and misdemeanors than anything because then they could... The whole bribery thing, I mean, you, could hold, you could talk about what the implied quid pro quo but i think that maybe it'd be easier to make their case under the high crimes and misdemeanors approach and talk about the servers yeah because it's cover up well all of it probably under that i think the only issue i have with that is is it is it illegal don't know i don't know either was it illegal it's not illegal to get a blow job in your office from an intern no. but it's you used it illegal to lie, to lie about it under oh it's illegal to cover up and to hide illegal acts so if they did that when they put it on the server then yeah and the question is it gets down to what was actually said what was said so it's gonna unravel people and it's <clears throat> gonna keep going uh trump is claiming witch hunt already he shared the federalist paper about the changing of the whistleblowing act which again i don't like either i'm not gonna lie but i don't think that negates any of the information i don't think this kills the story i think it's gonna keep going i don't think it does either it's a minor issue it's not great but and uh man we're under an hour and 15 i feel like we got this quick episode for you it's guys happening. succinct we did the cover of, the point of impeachment like the foundation johnson nixon Clinton. Trump? I think so. But we'll find out. So, uh, tune in next week. We're going to do... I'm down for what you sent. The lobbying? Can't, yeah. Or campaign finance? Campaign finance. I think so. Campaign finance next week. We're going to dig in some more. and Find out why you keep getting <clears throat> emails from all the people running saying, we need your money by this deadline. Yeah. What's that all about? Yeah. We'll tell you. That's right. We'll tell you as soon as we know. That's right. Got to find out first. Got to find out first. <laughs> so uh, tune in yeah. next week. Thanks, guys. Let us know what you think. That's right. Comment below. Share this, please. Read these links. Share. Well, I don't even care if you read the links. If you're going to do one thing, share this. You should share it. If you're going to do two things, verify what we said. See if we're lying to you. Or not. Nope. Have a nice day. Have yep. a nice week. Go then. Let's talk.